0: whatever you guys want to start oh so we just pull it up on Spotify I guess and just all play it are we all
1: playing it I don't have to tell me what to do just have it playing yeah tell me what to to do unlike y'all I've never heard of this person
0: it's on the addressing underground feed this is the guy who's the the podcast is named after right yeah Alvin Lucier he died today
1: yeah. it's a That's cool thing truth. to uh learn about
0: well, a year me. into doing this podcast
1: yeah <laughs> uh
0: where is it i don't know find it it's on spot it so it should be wherever you get podcasts i uh where do what's I get it
1: called podcasts? undressing can you, a- a- can you post a link in the chat
0: mm-hmm
1: hold on do-do-do-do-do. that's really good bud it's a play-doh christmas tree
0: oh cool and it's, that is oh cool. here we go
1: i'm i'm doing it in the living room today which might be risky because of people talking but especially
0: if you can yeah, we've only done this 20 we've yeah have done this 20 times yeah i do feel like more <laughs> it's only it's been less than a year oh yeah
1: but it's coming up uh, on it.
0: Mm hmm. Wait, which one is it? I just sent the link. I figure. Listening to the first episode is good because. Oh,
1: you mean listening to our first episode? I thought we were going to listen to music of this guy.
0: No, we're going to listen to our first episode. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Yeah.
0: Fuck my life. <laughs> tell her what, what, what the concept of the guy is and why we're. Oh, I guess we didn't talk about that in the text. So, no. yeah, Avan Lucier is a famed avant-garde composer, uh, most notably of his piece "I Am Sitting in a Room," which this podcast is named off of and conceptually based on. Except, what he did was he was uh, exploring the the. Uh, bounds or whatever of uh, acoustics Mm. excuse me and a deterioration of tape deterioration of recordings and he uh, recorded he read he wrote this script explaining exactly what he was doing and recorded himself reading it and then he played it back and recorded the sound of it playing back in the room and then he kept doing that. Oh, he ke- Then he would play the sound of that recording playing into the room and so on and so on until you can no longer make out any words. It was just these sort of ephemeral sounds.
1: So, yeah, pretty much like you're like hero or something.
0: Yeah. And uh, this podcast is basically that, but with our brains. So i figure
1: i feel when i read the words to the script that's what i feel like it's just like reverberating like (laughs) meaningless well that's that was the idea
0: after recording it was when i I thought this idea was just um how your brain will deteriorate just trying to recite a conversation you had casually uh like up to a year ago (laughs) just repeating that same conversation over and over again it's one thing to read like a script that like somebody writes that's pointed and with a purpose but it's see i i couldn't think of anything where people where people just repeat like mantras and stuff like a uh, uh marina branovich and and oh uh, uh, uli, uli what was his name uli her her old partner yeah for
1: sure uh, reading not really
0: my my art scene oh but yeah, for sure. Long periods of time. And...
1: For sure, reading my own words and my own things that I said unscripted is much more torturous than it would be to just read the same script from somebody else for a year. It's
0: a good way to, to gain ego death. Oh, oh
1: for sure. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I will probably not have at least the many some of the topics in this script. I probably will not think of the same way again. <laughs> Or, or, speak of with such confidence.
0: It's weird, actually. I spent a lot of time listening to Leonard Cohen the past couple weeks, and I never once thought about this podcast.
1: Good. I can't. I everything is associated forever for me.
0: <laughs> Sorry. What play anxious. if I don't have a Spotify account? I think so because it's a podcast, it's not like
1: you. It should open it in your browser, and like okay. It, like you shouldn't have to log in or anything. I'm gonna check,
0: see what it looks like. When I it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Never. I never used uh, this for
1: podcasts. The only thing is that the old podcast is 43 minutes, and this one will for sh- is now like all of our podcasts are like 90 <laughs>
0: minutes. <laughs> for, like two and a half hours sometimes. <laughs> what even is the first episode? Is it um, the first time we read through the script, or the first time we? talked it was the it's first talking time it's first time we talked yeah oh so this is like the only natural sounding one yeah i mean okay <laughs> but, um, yeah so it seems like an appropriate way to note i mean you, you came up with the idea brandon but it seems like an appropriate way to note the death of uh the major influence on this podcast yeah Especially, kind of a weird coincidence that he. <laughs> yeah you died on the day after <laughs> i
1: no, we'll pour one out to the uh the composer that inspired you
0: yeah i mean it seems especially appropriate this is all about here's all, all deterioration of like tape and everything and we're all deterioration of brand and he died just because he deteriorated so much that he fell down and that, that killed him uh because he was like 90 i think he was exactly 90. Oh, god yeah who wants to live that long uh but Yeah, so I'm gonna try. It
1: depends. It depends on if the world things are going on good. Probably not. I have a a I little bit. The
0: world like kills me if it's not going to be good. Like,
1: <laughs> I've developed a little bit of phantophobia over the past year or so, which
0: is everything? weird. What? Not scared of everything. I'm
1: scared of death.
0: I'm scared of death. Okay. Which
1: is weird because I have been hospitalized <laughs> for <laughs> for 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 the opposite kind of so.
0: Isn't that how it always goes? Yeah. I mean, like controlling it seems like its own way of fighting it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the idea. I I used to say that that was like my preferred way to go because like it felt like it, I was reining it in. Yeah. You know? Um. The idea of like just like like turning around and like suddenly it happens like that that bothers me yeah Uh, if i pretend that like i'm gonna do it then i get to pretend that i can expect it like i i i have control over it but that's not fucking true that's stupid yeah big old
1: mine is so (laughs) like i'm just like god like you just are brought into this world and like you didn't nobody asked you and here you are and it's like okay like i belong to the only species that's like aware that it will die which is yeah it's, not, it's, yeah. it's not a great it's not a great feeling if, the we're, human
0: dealing with, if we're dealing with that are aware we die what are other things so scared of i think i think it's well i think there are other species that are like aware of death um I think uh,
1: yeah it, no they the have
0: fucking, like elephants have funerals gorilla mm-hmm. understands yeah That's elephants it, have funerals way.
1: for their people yeah I yeah. guess it's just not but I guess it's just not something it's just like I doubt that gorilla wakes up every day and men like oh I man we, am I gonna die today I
0: think we dwell on it more yeah I mean, yeah I think we, uh, about, we think about it but I think most animals have to be aware of it I think yeah I, I don't know what exactly they're aware of I don't know if it's just like. scared of something. Like, not an and honest.
1: and right. animals typically have much worse deaths than humans.
0: Yeah. I feel like I would guess that like humans maybe are more aware of the fact that like our being ceases to exist. Like, oh man, at some point, this plant, there's going to be no more of me, the individual. Oh, right. Like, I, I think there's like a certain amount of like.
1: Yeah. to
0: it.
1: And then I watched a document. Like it was I was at a hotel and I was just flipping their channels. And like I don't have regular TV at my house. I just have like streaming platforms So they had this like show on about like when like it's about like the end of everything, like when all the stars start dying out and shit.
0: Well when it's
1: yeah. And it's just like, here's what the universe will look like when there's no more stars.
0: Like, black? I guess.
1: Just, like, yeah, they just all float in space Dark. forever. And, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe not forever, but there's no yeah. more heat.
0: Can you, like, like, yeah, does anything look like anything when there's no more... Yeah, no there's no pers- more
1: life. Like, there's no more light. It's over.
0: Yeah.
1: And that, and that really flips me out. And, of course, it's, like, a billion-year timeline, but it's still super freaky to think about.
0: Yeah, it's only, like, one... It, it's only, like, one billion, though, right? Like, that's not... Like... I can I can actually conceive of that number. Yeah, like it's not like a crazy, made up fucking like goofy ass number. It's not like a cajillion.
1: It's just weird to be alive and um,
0: yeah, sucks.
1: Have such little control over anything that happens.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like maybe in the old days you would just be alive, but you didn't know what was going on on like a. Broad, on a broader scale, like, like, like the uh, the uh, peasants in the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where they're like, they're like, I don't know who's king, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, to dig in the muck, you, <laughs> you, and you don't know the suffering of like people overseas. Some cause some
0: watery tart threw a sword at you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, very nice conversation to start. <laughs> Sorry.
0: So, yeah uh sorry yeah so do you guys want to start listening to it
1: oh right. i've already started listening to it i'll start oh. back
0: i'm uh, yeah because i'm gonna re- i'm not gonna talk i'm gonna record it uh play. Oh,
1: we're not gonna recite the script
0: no we're just gonna listen to it okay just, are we just playing it like into because i don't have my headphone? i have my headphones into my stereo like i'm not even i'm just gonna let it play i assume it'll pick up right i mean like, if,
1: robs will pick up right
0: yeah i'm gonna take off i'm gonna see if i'll just try to take set my audio to be my speakers i got some new christmas albums in the mail today so i'm gonna listen to
1: them. who 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 buy
0: i got uh Tannenbaum by kevin drum mm. so just like two hours of drone <laughs> yeah did and you... then this guy this happy guy I haven't, I haven't listened to this one yet this is all like uh christmas songs from like the early 20th century i think like happening at like 1950 or something
1: i listen to the uh sufyan stevens melancholy four album christmas album every year Oh, nice. around the this time the
0: second one because he has like 10 of them now like 10 to 10 like 10 of them or something right yes too yeah
1: and sometimes he like even records like the same song more than once just in a different way
0: yeah. i only really listen to christmas unicorn but i like that one a lot that's a good one with this a, a joy division interlude yeah 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 i like reference humor because i'm stupid <laughs> <laughs> i recognize that that's not huge. i guess it's not that funny yeah i mean i like uh <laughs> I love that Jay Spaceman throughout his career has just named his songs after all other popular songs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I've never seen an interview with Jay Spaceman. I feel like he's what I imagine when I like hear like Jay Mascus talk. Yeah, I can see that. I mean when you see him on stage, he just looks dead. Like he just looks like he doesn't give a shit at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, they they were a big heroin man, huh? basement three yeah i mean their whole motto was doing music make, make, taking drugs to make music to take drugs to right, God. right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just finished the uh this might be too mainstream for you guys but i did just finish the nine hour peter jackson documentary on the beatles oh that dang so how fun. was that it was like wild like It was just wild because it was I'd never seen the I've never seen any of the Beatles movies before and so like I just knew Beatles from like their songs and articles about them and it was just pretty like them just like fucking around almost the entire documentary and just like they were all pretty chill too like um, I mean it's hard to imagine that like they were so awful to their like partners and I don't think Paul was but many of them were
0: the only good one well Ringo seems fine.
1: No, I apparently Ringo beat his wife too. I looked it up. I looked it all up. Jesus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, really. The, the the tone of the name of the Beatles.
1: The worst part is that Paul was like, I was so attracted to like Paul in the documentary. He was like all hairy He was like stoned and like the whole fucking time they were, okay. all, yeah, and um, yeah, they were it, they. They, uh, there was one time that they were like, Look, we're gonna go to lunch, we're gonna get some uh fennel for you guys. Because I guess they didn't want to say like weed or whatever other drug, except there was one where John Lennon was following a roadie around, like, You got any of them pet drugs? You got pet drugs?
0: <laughs> I used to have when I used to collect bootlegs, I used to find there used to be all this cool Beatles stuff, like, uh, there was a version of the White Album, more or less just from when they all gathered well maybe it wasn't Ringo but uh John Paul and George gathered in George's backyard I think and they just sang all the songs to each other acoustic that they were writing for that album and there used to be like all of the studio tracks from uh Abbey Road like Every take of everything, every like instrument separated. I never downloaded any of that stuff because it was like enormous. Because it's like all flack or SHN, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cool deal shit out there that you can like just find too. Yeah, I like I, got- I was like, I know it's Me not true, but I, I always appreciated the whole like scavenger hunt to figure out like the clues of Paul being dead. In the album. <laughs> I always enjoyed that
1: yeah yeah and i got a little tiny bit of flack on twitter because i said that i would be annoyed by yoko because yoko ono would just sit there the whole time like right there and it's not that she would do anything in fact like if she was like getting involved and like talking then maybe i would find that less annoying and i under and it's not like that i think yoko ono broke up the beatles or any bullshit uh, like that and like but like no like and-
0: perpetuating the myth because I, I i really like yoko ono and i think it'd be yeah. funny That was like, that was was more talkative. She was to break up the fucking Beatles.
1: No, she just sat there and like the Beatles didn't even mind her that much. Like, at least that I saw the documentary. Like, everybody was like, oh, the Beatles are so annoyed. But like in the documentary, they just like, like, they just like, like, there was like, there was one shot, like Ringo gave her a piece of gum and and yoko said one thing quietly she's like oh are we coming back tomorrow paul was like i don't know yoko he was stoned off his ass like he didn't know what was going on
0: <laughs> okay
1: that's so like yeah that was funny. Was... they did have a few clips of her screaming into the microphone though oh,
0: yeah i like that I, I, I like that i like those uh, tracks that she does i also like i don't have any beatles soul albums but i have except for like the, the yoko ono record the plastic on band one so i like yoko ono. but I, yeah i i think like that's like a that's probably like the myth is that she broke them up because just because like the music that her and like lennon were doing were just nah. Like, if
1: anything george like harrison was the one outdated. yeah if anything like i mean john and paul obviously were really different musically but yeah. like obviously like like in there the one who talked back the most was uh george he fought with john and paul
0: Oh, okay. So I heard that um, I think my mom tells the story a lot. I don't know where she read it, but how like uh, Paul and Linda were saying like we should go with Linda's dad as our manager and John and George, I think, both wanted to go with this guy who screwed over the Rolling Stones.
1: Yes, he's in the documentary.
0: Yeah, and then he screwed them over and then like that's when they broke up, I think after he screwed them over.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, John was like John was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it.
0: No, we should go. We should. Our manager should be the guy who screwed over the wrong stone. So it'll be great.
1: They even had a clip of how much that guy his name was alan klein annoyed like there was like this sound manager i don't remember his name glenn something and he was like yeah i met that manager he has this annoying habit that like if you're talking and he doesn't like what you're saying or he doesn't like your response to a question he will just interrupt you and change the conversation mid like mid your sentence
0: holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, well, now that we broke up the Beatles, should we get started?
1: Yep. Yeah. Let's get started. I'll start over. All
0: right, hold on a minute. I'm going to try and switch my sound to my computer speakers. Okay. Uh, oh, right. I guess if I do that. I can't record on my device, so hopefully this works. Um, can one of you guys say something? Hello.
1: Uh,
0: okay, cool. So, yeah, I won't be able to re- Cord you guys through my thing, so hopefully the sound doesn't get fucked up again. But uh yeah, you guys want to do a countdown and then we'll all hit play at the same time.
1: All right. Yes. You guys ready? Like like New Year's. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> nine. Eight. Seven. I want to start at
0: five, but.
1: <laughs> five. Oh, <yeah>. Four. <laughs> three. Two. One. Blast off.
0: let's go okay uh so this is i we've been talking about a name i guess i guess we'll call it i was thinking just calling it podcasting we are podcasting in a room
1: sure why not
0: okay (laughs) i can't guarantee i'll be in a room for the whole year but yeah wait what do you mean? We have to, we have to recite, we have to like, well, yeah. oh, we okay. do this every, but I still, so I thought you meant you weren't sure you were going to be in a room, like you were going to lose your space or something. Oh, you mean this space? What? Well, I'm losing this space. I'm out of this space soon. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on with your, with your intro. Well, that's it. I mean, I'm Rob and I'm here with Brandon and Jennifer C. Martin and, uh. I don't know how uh, uh how would you guys how do you think you guys would prefer to die and when
1: <laughs> yeah, well when you told me to think about death I had terrible nightmares, um, and I never have, like, I barely even dream, much less, like, have nightmares. And oh, I man, had I'm nightmares jealous. that my sister and youngest son were diagnosed with cancer. And I woke <laughs> up, like, crying and shit. Thanks, Rob. This
0: is that's, that's um, honestly because of me. You.
1: <laughs> I, no, I don't know why. Um, I, I, um, but if I wanted to die it's very cliche but I'd like to die when I was like old and you just like fall asleep and like I don't care about it you know I'm such like a I guess I can say that I'm a pussy but so like I'm a pussy when it comes to death it's the number one thing stopping me you know because like I've dealt a lot with suicidal ideation and, like, depression and stuff, but, like, just being a total bitch about death <laughs> is probably the t- number one reason, like, I haven't gone through with anything.
0: So You don't believe in, like, a, I know you're, you're heavily Christian, you don't, are you not, is it, is, does the afterlife scare you?
1: I mean, like, I was raised Pentecostal, so there's always that like 0.001% like fear in your mind. You're like, what if hell is real? (laughs) Then, like, I'm definitely going to it. Like, (laughs) like um like you never like lose this like inherent like childhood fear it's almost like i don't know like i don't like to say that i've had a traumatic childhood because my childhood wasn't that traumatic compared to other people's like nothing super bad that you could think of has ever happened to me but like belief in hell in and of itself is sort of like a traumatic experience for a child it's like oh like (laughs) <laughs> you have to behave this way, or you'll literally burn alive for longer than your life for all time.
0: And you don't even have, that's like, a like...
1: crazy fucking thing to say to a kid.
0: Yeah, I mean, before you even yeah. have the concept of time.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little bit scary. You worry about it. I don't know. I'm I'm iffy on the afterlife. I, I think you know I I tend more towards like the Jewish tradition of like here and now, like the mm. point of Christianity. If there's an afterlife, we'll see. Hopefully I'll at least get purgatory, right? (laughs) That's not even in Protestantism, so. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: don't even understand purgatory. Like, is that supposed to, are you supposed to, is there like an emotional state in purgatory? Or is it just supposed to be boring because it's the same
1: Well, for a while, purgatory and limbo were different in the Catholic Church, where like limbo is like, you're going to be here forever because you weren't baptized or whatever. So like, you know, African babies go to limbo if they for not getting baptized, (laughs) like if they die young before whatever. And eventually the Catholic Church was like, no, there's no limbo. There's only purgatory, which I guess is like if you need to redeem yourself from some sin, because you didn't get to talk to a priest before you die and absolve yourself of sins. So you have to like, I don't know how it came through in the Bible. Like, I'm not really sure about how a lot of Catholic traditions came about because I'm not Catholic, but, but yeah, it's sort of just like, Oh, well this person was really bad, but they were also, you know, a good Catholic or good Christian person. So they can come to heaven after a little while.
0: I don't even know your religious background. Uh, Brandon, and I've known What's long- that? I don't even know your religious background and I think I've known you longer. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, honestly. Really? Um, I mean, my,
1: I was raised, uh, Christian,
0: just non-denominational, you know, uh, assimilationist Christian. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree. Um, I was I was taught about hell very early on, and it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> it freaked me the fuck out for years, like for years, because like at a certain point, uh, it, it'd be like a lot of the Bible stories, kind of especially the ones that they tell, like they tell kids, mm-hmm. start to you know you start to not believe it so much you know the idea of like getting swallowed by a whale for a while and then being regurgitated back up yeah i mean um like i understand now that they're you know they're they're really like just parables but i wasn't taught that no i I wasn't
1: either
0: yeah like this really happened. Like you, you gotta believe you don't believe this shit. Like you're, you're done. Like you're, you're smoking forever.
1: Yeah. I, I had a relic. My grandfather was literally like a professor at a Christian college of like science and the Bible. And he believed not even all, I would say most Christian professors don't even believe all this now, but he did. He believed that like all of Genesis and all of the Old Testament was all literal. And he would even have like these roundabout crazy ways of being like, and this is how we know the flood happened and like all this other shit. It's really wild that the circles people can spin themselves into into believing it. And I think it's much nicer to hear it and be like, This is, you know, a f- parable and and the story to learn from
0: yeah like there is kind of a fun. huge cognitive disconnect if you are really trying to take it literally like my mom would tell me things of like you know she would tell me the like uh, the creation of eve and so like you know so that's why like to this day like women still have like one less rib than men <laughs> and i like i mean i took i took her word for it no. do women have one no. less rib okay yeah, it's, it's not even, true it's
1: not true <laughs> it's not true no, like that,
0: that never like no women don't have like an odd number of ribs i just never thought <laughs> about it like it never occurred to me to check a partner's rib or anything well I, I i never occurred to me either and then i did check it and then that's it was complete lie but the thing is when my mom told me that like i think she was trying to get into nursing school like so she was oh. looking at like i think she might have been in nursing school already but she was i know she was like looking at cadet like cadavers and anatomical texts and stuff and she was telling. still telling me that shit i don't i i still don't understand it now i just don't understand like how people can be a literalist when like the first two pages of the bible contradict each other about the creation <laughs> about yeah. like when men and women were created and how, and just, I don't know, it's weird. And-
1: it's because Christians don't like learn anything from like, <laughs> like, like, like technically what is it Christian is supposed to be derived from Judaism, but yet they don't know like how like Jews read the Bible or the scriptures. They're like, right. so they're just like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is all real. Like <laughs> let's take this all at face value without even having studied it. Like I was, I don't think Jewish people believe it's all literal. Well, so, I, like...
0: I've never heard of a flat-earther Jewish person, so... Yeah,
1: no. No, it's not like that. It's just, like, like they understand that it's parables for lessons or whatever, and they still, you know, they still have conservative Jews, but conservative Jews still tend to just follow, like, the rules more than, like, believe the stories is literal.
0: I think, they, I think they respect, like, the, the scholarly approach to the religious text, too. Like, I think a lot of the you know, the Christian population who... just lost it completely i think i might have been actually hearing one of your guys oh yeah mine just stopped for some reason yeah because i don't i keep hitting play on my screen but i don't hear anything
1: i've been muted the whole time
0: oh that defeats the purpose
1: there it is is. where'd it go can
0: i keep going yeah okay are like biblical literalists i i don't think that they would really enjoy seeing the bible in like in a historical context at all
1: i think they just want it to be divorced from time and space of just being like the word of god like even if you like yeah not to mention like literal hundreds of translations (laughs) over thousands of years
0: which they get kind of upset if you bring that up like you know this isn't god was if God was talking to, you know, was being transcribed, like, it wasn't in English, and sometimes they get offended by that, but... Yeah, wasn't there, like, a Bill Hicks joke, too, about, like, what's to say on the front of the Bible? King James' Bible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's his Bible!
0: Yeah. I do like that Bible, though. Of all the translations, I like that one. It's very um, poetic. I've never actually been able to get through it, because I'm too dumb. Like, I can't read Shakespeare. I had to read, like, the Balderized versions in high school, and I don't know, my brain just doesn't function that way. I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. I, I studied Shakespeare in college, you know, um, like uh, as, as part of my major. And honestly, I, I don't I don't get this whole thing of like Shakespeare, like reading Shakespeare having to be agony, you know, like it, it's like this, people see, think of it as like this kind of highfalutin type of thing, like it's like a benchmark. If you can't understand what the fuck he's saying, then you're dumb. But again, it's like they were they were talking like that, what is it the seventeenth century? Yeah. Maybe. I don't fucking remember anymore, but like,
1: <laughs> I think so, it was like six yeah, sixteenth and they like I don't know. If it's easier to say if you say it out loud since it was supposed to be performed, I found when I had to study it. But whatever, like people that's just it's like language changes if those people came into our fucking universe and like looked online and saw all the shit that we, we say they would have no idea what we were saying either
0: yeah i mean every day going on twitter it takes like 15 minutes to figure out what people are saying like what the words they're saying mean anymore <laughs> yeah just new references every fucking day
1: <laughs> new references
0: new I, levels you know, of irony sorry uh on like the oh no, you know, there's that website exists like Rap Genius. Oh yeah, you know, that like has like translations to stuff that's coming out like today. Like, you know? yeah, and, and uh, Shakespeare, like you know, his like so much of his work is like you know have double meanings and double tundras. Like, I I doubt that a lot of like you know the peasant classes that were standing in the Globe Theater watching it with like the kings or whatever, like they they might not have they might have got every reference the king like the noble watching it might not have got all the references either so they're there weird. for the
1: slapstick
0: yeah that's true actually because <laughs> that was the entire point wasn't it it was something it was communicating to two different audiences on two different levels and that was like part of the genius of him yeah um, yeah i mean thinking about rap genius too like thinking about just how christians still use uh leonard cohen's hallelujah as like <laughs> a religious song constantly um, A song
1: about being sad and fucking.
0: Yeah, I mean, John Cale, uh, the story, I don't know if you guys have heard the story behind the the current iteration of Hallelujah, but apparently, Heather Cohen wrote, like, 150 verses to it. And would just oh, pre- my God. Yeah, he would just perform random verses live, and one time John Cale heard him perform. he's like, hey, I want to do a cover of that. Can you send me the lyrics? And then he sent him, like, 50 pages of lyrics, <laughs> and he said he just took out the naughty bits and uh, made them the song.
1: <laughs> that is a gratuitous <laughs> amount of lyrics.
0: Yeah. I mean, I respect it. I can't write any so i want to i want to see like a version of him doing it just in one take though yeah it would be nice i i wonder if john cale still has all the original lyrics that he faxed him because i mean he's dead john, i mean Leonard cohen's dead now so i don't know of any record of the other verses unless there's recordings of live performances from then. um yeah so what was the question how do i die <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember oh, yeah. uh yes. oh yeah how do you want to die oh man i don't even know anymore um i there used like for a long time the like my my thing was like like there's no way i'm gonna like i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna be able to like sit in a hospital bed or like be old or whatever it just, it's the, the the idea seems like um it was, it was horrifying to me <laughs> Just like uh, to like to slowly lose like a certain amount of control or agency. Uh, that's that's what I thought it was, you know. Yeah. So like I always just like, I I was assumed like like oh just when when the opportune time comes like I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna just kill myself like. You know, um, and you know, I had like suicidal ideation and, and I, there was yeah. like depressive episodes like that too. But even divorced from that, there was like there was this conscious like thought of like if it's if i'm gonna go and like i'd like to do it you know um but now i don't know i don't have a reference. <laughs> i'm like i i i think if anything i would just like to be i think the romanticism from like being like a sad 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 kid for so long um like the, the, the like the remnant of it is like me wanting to be like if i'm gonna die i'd like to be like uh aware of it i think oh i don't in what way i don't i want to know i want to know that like do you want to have like a gun pointed at your face like is that what you're talking about no no (laughs) because that's that 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 means like somebody else gets to do it i don't really want that either (laughs) but like i do want to like I like. I want to know what it feels like to be like. Oh, this is my final moment. This is it.
1: Hmm. Oh my god! I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything. You don't I just want to be. Many like... of
0: those. You don't get many opportunities to feel that. So. Uh-huh. One, one thing I'm really curious about, actually, is like lose, like having dementia. Like I want to know what that feels like, but then also be able to then live my life and reference it, like. I'm just, yeah,
1: I'm my just, grandfather had Alzheimer's, like, yeah. for a long, long time, Mine too. Um, and, like, then he finally died, and, like, I don't know, his last, like, I remember, like, you know, we couldn't go and say bye to him, and, like, he hadn't really known who I was for, like, a year, and, like, everybody was just hoping that, like, you know, there's a certain point when somebody has Alzheimer's or dementia that you're like, God, I wish they would die, not because of how... Not because you don't want them to die, but because it just seems like such a miserable life, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, even just... So that's where home. we
1: were. I just waved at him, and he waved at me, and then, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, to see my, my grandmother in a home recently, like, I mean, it, when she was in the hospital, like, couple of year, like, a year or two ago, maybe two years, three years ago now, um, when I visited her at one point, she was. I was just trying to talk to her, and I guess the way I lead conversations, she ended up just saying, like, yeah, I'm like done I don't I wish they would stop reviving me <laughs> like Jesus. I'm just bored like basically but um I don't know the whole thing of having dementia is so interesting because of how like they can just be clueless or they can be really cheery like my grandfather was like he would always just repeat uh where's my martini how's my how about a Manhattan um and uh just other weird catchphrases or like other people that get really angry or and like scared to some extent i don't know
1: there's there's something weird and morbid because like i was living at my with my grandfather when he was like in mild to more maybe more like moderate alzheimer's um like i just lived with him for a month or two we had sold our house in tennessee and we were about to move to virginia and so this would have been 2015 and he was starting to lose some of his like more like day-to-day stuff but he had this sudden resurgence of like childhood memories and like adolescent memories and he like started talking about like this old girlfriend he'd had he started (laughs) singing songs that we'd never heard him sing before it was really really interesting
0: that's one thing i really wish we could get to is like I never hearing or sort of reading something when I was little about how in the future we're going to have pills where you can just experience somebody else's consciousness.
1: Jesus. <laughs> that's awful.
0: I don't I, I'm really curious. Like, that's just all I wonder all the time. It's just like what it's like. Cause I, I just wonder like how much of our, th- of our memories define, our consciousness like how much of consciousness is just memory mm. and then just without that what consciousness is like but i guess if, if you come out of it like what would you remember i don't know
1: i would take a pill of your consciousness
0: Mine? <laughs> yeah. yeah how do you like do you customize the pills you get to pick like whose consciousness or is it just like a uh, grab bag at random i don't want that oh this is like around the same time i remember hearing about this around the same time i, I heard about HD TV for the first time, like years before it came out. So it's like, oh, yeah, in the future, we're going to have uh, TVs that are really high definition. <laughs> yeah, those are those are comparable technologies. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get to see The Simpsons a little bit more clearly, and you get a fucking ghost in the shell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never wonder that? Just like what it's like to be in somebody else's head? I wonder that
1: all the time, yeah. My head is stressful you guys I have like multiple (laughs) multiple streams of thoughts at once and like none of them are like smart or intellectual (laughs) it's always like like three seven different things to be anxious about at once and then like whatever the task I'm whatever I'm doing at the moment and then just like this general I don't know and then like this horrible like layer of just like existential things and maybe and then like maybe if I'm like horny or hungry or something more primal than that too. Yeah, do you just... I also wouldn't want to wish
0: my consciousness on anybody. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound like a good time. I don't know why you would. Like, I, I never, I don't envy somebody else's consciousness, necessarily. When I, when I say I wonder, a lot of the time, just like, how, how, how are they able to function? They're so stupid. Like, how, how are they able to <laughs> think that way? Like, it makes no sense to me.
1: I always assume chill people have, like, really fun circumstances, you know, or maybe, like, I'm, like, maybe they're rich or privileged in other way, and so that's why they're not worried about stuff all the time.
0: Maybe, but, like...
1: But that's not true. I know it's not. Yeah. I
0: mean, also, isn't, like, art in general and, like, writing and stuff, isn't just communication a way of giving people a glimpse into your consciousness, even, though? I think that's what it is. Like, I think that that's what I I consider to be, like, the most... Like potent thing about art is like its communicative aspects.
1: Like,
0: mm. You know, like you get to you get to kind of see how somebody um, how somebody distills their own environment, and their surroundings. I was a um, actually when I was still before I actually I ever moved to Indiana. Oh, right. Which I don't want now, but <laughs> before I even moved there, I uh, like my last big like hurrah was to like, go to the LACMA and. Take a bunch of acid and go to the LACMA. And like and the whole time like I, I saw these like the these paintings as like um like little like windows into somebody else's personal, like, consciousness or perspective or like you know what they you know like what they chose to emphasize in how they saw things, you know. Everything's kind of similar landscapes and stuff but like some people accentuate like the shadows mean more to them or the highlights mean more to them that sure reminds me i i've never done acid or shrooms or any hallucinogenics but i've read about them a lot because of that culture uh has so many of interest in me and like isn't that sort of what um like ken kesey and Charles Manson and stuff were attempting to do with acid a lot of times was just like have a collective conscious that everybody sort of experiences the same <laughs> brain so, I, got, I got into acid because of the bubble surfers I mean, the, 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 the idea of like yeah the, the collective consciousness and like and trying to like uncover things that are only accessible to you like under a certain plate like, that that hippy-dippy, <laughs> like, spoo kind of escaped my radar. I don't, um... I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. I think, think there, there are a lot of people who, who think that. Um, oftentimes, I, I... I don't enjoy getting high with those people. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But, uh, but yeah, I'm, there might be some truth to it, because I, I think... Uh, one of I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Fisher. it's a Marxist theorist. Um... Oh. He sure. wrote capitalist realism, okay. but before he before he killed himself, I think the last work that he was working on was about um, like uh, you know potentially utilizing like psychedelics or, or you know um, having that as a potential avenue to sort of expand, um your imagination mm. because his his notion that he came out in capitalist realism was that like. A, a society, a post-capitalist society, is incredibly difficult for, for people to imagine right now. It, it's it's so entrenched in the way that we think and everything that's around us that it's very difficult for us to really imagine how a a society that ex- like a post-revolutionary society would exist. Non-transactional uh, society. Go ahead. You know, <laughs> yeah, like one one not based on not one entirely based on like on commodity production or that has a profit incentive, you know? I mean, just like, just basic day-to-day things. And I think about it too, like, you know, what is like, so much of like the music that I listen to, like, you know, they have like, I, it's, it's inescapable from like the environment that it comes from, right? right. And so it's, it's inescapable in, in effect, like from the economic system that that So it's like a weird thing to just, like, think about, like, because, like, I I think about, like, um, you know, music and, um, you know, like, uh, pre-colonial societies, like, you know, pre-colonial, like, like, um, periods, like a lot of indigenous music. A lot of it is very communal. It's uh, a lot of it's very, like, religious or spiritual. Um, It's meant for the collective, so mostly, yeah. are you talking about like the mostly rhythm based sort of stuff too? Yeah, yeah, like more like, like improvised like, and yeah, like Indonesian gamelan or um, you know, a lot of like I don't, I don't know, but like, um, I don't think they had like individual pop artists, you know, right? They're they're like their society it wasn't atomized to the point where you had individuals like making like you know. The glow part two in your bedrooms or something. Yeah, you know, you have that now uh, because that's how you know we are more individually minded than we are collectively minded. Yeah. So, what about like instruments? where they did they have to like find their voice in specific instrument or anything? The way we tend to think about it, like somebody's specific guitar tone and everything.
1: I don't know. I, I mean. Actually, I, I don't really
0: know the like the history of it or like the inner workings of like how the, like those dynamics were reached. Not even entirely sure. Like, I mean, we're talking about like several different cultures, right? Like over over, <laughs> over like you know over like you know, millennia. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm sure like they had different like varying relationships to even like the instruments that they played, if they owned them or if they were multifaceted. I don't. Know.
1: of that <laughs> well yeah i always think about you know how it's like how do people communicate or express differently but i as a writer i'm always worried about how people are interpreting the things that i say right um the, what was this in in the waking life that no matter how much of a like on a wavelength or how linguistically culturally similar you are to someone you still really cannot help how they take what you say you never know if they you, you take it the way that you intend it. And it's just like words are just kind of like symbols for an intent you're trying to express. And it's really hard sometimes to express an idea or an emotion with somebody, no matter how similar it is. And know how well you communicate it. Can
0: I ask what what kind of stuff do you write?
1: Uh, bullshit mostly i just made myself (laughs) sound really cool i mostly write quizzes and slideshows but um i also have i have a blog um the dirtbag christian and then i'll be writing some fiction for only magazine soon and like i used to write a lot more like newsy media pieces but they don't do as much freelance work anymore like i have a full-time job so i like i'm pretty i have a full plate anyway but yeah, I can write lots of different things. And so I, and, but because I write so many different types of things, I always am thinking like, I'm writing for this kind of audience. I'm writing this kind of subject. I want this kind of person. So I'm always switching gears. Like, you know, the baby boomers who I write quizzes and slideshows for don't want to hear about like religion politics at all versus like my, my blog you know that's all it is and then fiction you know you want to do it but not so heavy handed and I don't know who's gonna read that but you're just always adapting yourself really or maybe that's just me I'm adapting myself to write or communicate with a different type of person so I try to be very like in tune with how I connect with with them or the type of person I think would want to read or hear or whatever it is I have to say
0: so, would you say that, like, the audience has a fundamental role in, like, in how, I guess, the finished product of your work?
1: Absolutely. I would say maybe it's, like, I mean, to a point, you know, there's some selfishness things. Like, I write about things, especially in the, my personal blog and my personal life, I write about things that are important to me. But, like... I guess I've just been a commercial writer for long enough that I know that one, like people have to read it, bit, even if it's not about like, I don't care who reads it, you still want it to connect with somebody. So I definitely, I definitely constantly consider my audience and what people will think and what they will feel when they read something that I write. And so I try, I adapt it a little bit to them. And it, I think it changes how I communicate as well thinking of the audience definitely has changed in my writing style.
0: Do you worry about how it will connect with them? Like if there's a wrong way for them to connect with it?
1: I mean, like, yeah, I run into shit all the time and, um, you know, I try to take it, I try not to take it personally. Like for instance, you know, it's like little things. I copy pasted some like term in one of my blogs. I used the, the, the word lat, latinx. I don't even know if I'm saying it. And somebody was like, that's a really condescending term. And people need to stop using it. And like, I hadn't heard that before, but I thought, you know, like whatever I was trying to communicate, the person totally dismissed because I used that one word. And, you know, you have to think about stuff like that, but I don't think about, you know, people get, some people are really touchy about political correctness, but for me, I find it more interesting. Like I'm not trying to, to make people write off something that I think and say, because I use a word that's offensive. Like it, defeats the purpose of writing it in the first place so like I like to be somewhat non-offensive or at least non-offensive to the right people the right audience Right. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously the stuff I write is offensive to some people but I don't care about those people so it doesn't matter
0: yeah it's, it's funny I guess that's all political correctness is really. is just, like, trying not to piss off the right people, but then <laughs> the wrong people always get pissed off, and they want you to change, but it's like, we're not. We don't care about you.
1: Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we've been talking for half an hour. Do you guys have anything else you'd want to add, or? I have no idea. I don't know what I can say that, like, I'm comfortable being preserved. I mean, like I mean everything's uh, preserved now. Almost I can't I almost never talk to people in a way that isn't preserved anymore.
1: Do you think <laughs> that because people are, are listening?
0: Well I just like well did that, but also just like talking on the phone, talking over text, talking over email. Uh yeah. It, yeah, just
1: everything is do you think that historians will sift through like twitter and emails and shit in the future there's so much content what they do i
0: mean i think there'll be like metadata they can uh sort what they're looking for because i i mean yeah like it is going i think a, a lot of history is like based on individual narratives like i was just hearing about this uh guy who owned slaves just some random guy, but they found his journal and it's illuminating just to get this one guy's perspective that he wasn't thinking anybody was going to see. I think, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's weird to think about with the ever expanding future with more and more people, with more and more stuff being archived, what will be deemed important. But I think there will be themes ultimately that are sought, that are dissected and then, Whatever's available of individual people. I mean, we already do it with blogs. Like, people search through old blogs for things. I mean, we make memes out of like the bodybuilding forum posts and stuff. Like,
1: yeah. My kids occasionally make references to, like, memes or things that I know that they've never experienced before. But because it's in a meme format and they, like, they're – because I don't let them have too much media access, but they can watch, like, gamer, like, PG, gamer YouTube things. And they'll see the gamer guy reference those things. And so they'll start referencing it. Like, what did they reference the other day? Something from Homestar Runner. And I'm like, you have never (laughs) watched – Homestar Runner.
0: I mean, something just happened because, like, a meme can just be a post somebody made. It can just be something. Yeah. It could just be a face you made in public that somebody happened to capture on camera. (laughs) Like, um, yeah. I mean, I think what we're seeing already is the future of history, basically. I mean, it's fascinating. It's like, uh, you know, it's it's like the logical conclusion to like the whole pop art thing you know, or like, post-mo- like, the, like, the idea, like postmodern art is like abolishing the, like the distinction between like the highbrow and the lowbrow to where like everything just becomes like uh, kind of like homogenized as this weird kind of mishmash culture. Yeah.
1: I kind of like, like it. it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. I, I don't know where else it can go. Uh, which I, I also, t- I mean, I tie it into like, um, you know, um, political, like, you know, this like political state and how like this, this type, like, you know, like this kind of postmodern kind Mm -hmm. of like culture is like late capitalist culture. You know, it's like, it's the destruction and the rejection of all things sacred and God, like, and just turned into commodities. Like, you know, you can't like, you know, um, I mean, you can buy pretty much anything now. Like, there's no like you, you can buy like you can buy like uh, you can buy like joke crucifixes and shit. Yeah, man. you know, there's nothing like there's nothing like sanctified or anymore. Like, it's you just, can see anybody naked now. <laughs> like, pretty much you know? anybody. Yeah. You don't
1: even ever naked. have to be naked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think the next thing that comes is basically just a great consolidation. Like, you can't unring a bell, like, all of these forms of communication, all of these forms, all of these disparate uh, micro-content things, like, I mean, I always think it's interesting, like, how TikTok and stuff and Vine, like, you have, like, these moments that before would just be in a movie. Like, a lot of memes are basically just, like, a TikTok or of Vine taken from a movie or a TV show. And I think we're going to keep seeing everything break apart more like that. And then eventually it just, it's going to be so much, that we're going to see like a great consolidation again of media, of all these things still existing, but there's going to be a more focus on long form and larger format again at some point. crazy exhausting. I, yeah. Like what are you talking about? Like a, like a, a full length, like a feature film of a TikTok <laughs>
1: I mean, it already sort of exists.
0: You go on YouTube, my roommate's kid, he show, he just put on a video of memes the other day. Like, it was just, this guy seemingly just has, like, um, I guess he just sets up, like, he coded something to just pick off stuff off of Reddit or Imgur or whatever, and then he has a robot voice, read it, which which is what makes me think it's all automated, that it's just this program pulls all the memes reads what it says and then reads it out loud from the synthetic voice and then it just plays all of them for 10 minutes or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i think we're just going to keep seeing more of that eventually but we're just gonna we're gonna be so much more focused on curated on curation again uh, well, <laughs> like, I, I feel like that's symptomatic of like a society becoming more and more depressed <laughs> like, like for like from From my from my perspective I feel like this like incessant need to have noise you know or like just just total stimulation like you know like sensory stimulation comes from the fact that like you know being alive right now is kind of unbearable for a lot of people
1: yeah. You know. I mean, we're sitting here talking about what things are like in the future, but in all my leftist spaces, like the real cynical ones, are like, "There's no, not going to be in America. There's not going to be a future."
0: Like, <laughs> I, I think that's. I, I don't think there's going to be in America. I, well, I don't want there to be in America, but that's. The way I yeah,
1: is. neither do I. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm very
0: feel very hopeful about
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, probably a net positive, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess what this comes down to is we sort of reached the cultural singularity where just everything is always happening and everything is fleeting. We're all like, "Did you ever hear the story of like Rocky Erickson? Like the only way he could get to sleep was by having like nine TVs on at the same time at different channels." Oh Oh my fucking god! Well, he was schizophrenic, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 and it was at, at that point that was that was strange. That was not normal behavior I think we've all kind of we're becoming Rocky Erickson oh that's true yeah <laughs> you know yes yeah I mean it's been a thing for however long now like we watch, like I mean so many shows are based around the fact that you're not going to be watching you're gonna be look, read it, looking at your phone and watching videos on your phone while you're watching tv probably yeah for the next like team, watching still, other videos. there are like 10 hour videos on youtube that like, there's, there are, like, there are whole swans of YouTube that, like, don't expect you, to, they, they expect you to fall asleep to this, like, to this 10-hour,
1: yeah
0: 10-hour like, thing. Like, that's the whole purpose. They don't expect you to watch the whole video. It's not an artistic statement. It, it's, just, it's just there. It's just there
1: for you. Yeah. For your I problem. bet Ray Bradbury is glad that he's dead for all this.
0: In any world.
1: Yeah.
0: Or maybe any world would be excited. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah how i don't know i also think so i never really thought about it actually about how just production values simultaneously keep getting worse and better at the same time
1: do you remember that video of the, all the people who lived in the tiktok house it was like i think it was like you know maybe october November, i don't even remember when it was like last year like, it's, it's feels like now. yeah so like there was this video of just like all these extremely attractive fit people showing how they do every day. They're like, this is the filming room. This is the workout room. And it was like in just some like LA house. And like all these people must've been like, 25 or under they were all extremely attractive they were all tiktok influencer types and they all lived in like the same house
0: and they were all filming in all rooms all the time yes right? like it wasn't just yeah. like this the exercise room where you could get a break from this like no you were always content
1: <laughs> yeah what a weird way to live
0: That's yeah but, i mean like we've been expecting this forever i guess i mean between andy warhol the truman show at tv uh yeah. th- that woman in the 90s i remember my dad reading an article to me in the 90s about a woman that was just going to leave her webcam on all the time and you could just check in and see what oh,
1: she Oh yeah team. that girl and they like yeah and then she it ended i think she like ended up having sex with like her friend's boyfriend or something oh and it was on camera damn so
0: yeah fuck why I would say, why would she do that? I guess, but I mean, like this is
1: before anyone, any, even thought about it, or maybe it was a radical statement. Like, I'm gonna do this thing, knowing the consequences that might happen.
0: Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like, ban- like banality used to be such like a radical statement, in, like in art, you know, to just like do normal shit. Like, um, pre- yeah, I forget who that artist was. She was like a mixed media artist. Um, like her her museum installation piece was just like a like her messy bed, like a replication of her messy bed, yeah. And it was like it 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 made like huge waves. And now like that's all content is now like it's just it's just real life. Sometimes with a filter on it, sometimes not. But yeah. yeah. We all have to stick out. Like I remember a girl on OK Keep it when I was in Indiana. Uh, she had a video that she recorded of her going to bed and going to sleep and that was her profile she just as a link to a live feed she had done on back when you could do that with google hangouts through youtube and it was just like six hours and i just skipped through it, it was like yeah there she is sleeping
1: that's fucking wild yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well i guess that's it that's about 40 I minutes i mean
1: yeah i don't know <laughs> I have, I live a pretty online life, so I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're all chauvinists and voyeurs in our own way. Yeah. So whole thing is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, to cut down the torture in the future, I think I'll cut this off now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Sounds good. All right. Okay. So long. All right, Lander. All right. Okay. (laughs) It was weird hearing a bunch of that again and like remembering context of things being brought up.
1: There was laughter and joy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, how naive we were. We still thought we wanted to die then. (laughs) (laughs) No, Daddy Alvin. I'm really high sorry um uh, uh, i'm not high I,
1: but i i took a cbd gummy was that?
0: that's was delta.
1: i don't know i i'm a regular weed soaker so i feel like cbd is overblown a bit but i hold out hope
0: i want to believe it fixes my brain i remember um And my company was going to go into a joint venture with somebody for CBD. I had a bunch of the cookies and like, I tried some of them and one day, like five of them. And like, I felt like the screaming in my head had stopped for a little bit, but maybe it was never there.
1: Yeah. That's been about my experience too. Sometimes uh, I take ones for night and sometimes they make me a little drowsy, but I don't know if it's as effective as just smoking weed. Indica especially.
0: Yeah, it's not as fun. Unless it tastes good.
1: Are you okay, Brandon?
0: What's that? Oh yeah, sorry, I'm playing chess. You're playing what? I was playing chess. With who? Computer. Oh, are you on chess.com? i am on chess.com do you want to play on the app oh is there an app yeah yeah maybe i don't play on my phone i mostly just play when i'm watching like uh all in the family (laughs) sure i started playing chess again i haven't played in like since so long and like i've been i've been listening to a lot of wu-tang clan i was like i should probably fucking start playing chess again
1: what does your spotify rap list look like rob
0: um, I listen to that new of Montreal album a lot. I listen to Sparks a lot, and I fell asleep to Brian Eno a lot. That's the majority of it. <laughs> How about you?
1: Oh, I put, po- I mean, I posted all of mine, but yeah, so-, so I listen to music. I don't listen to a lot of albums. I listen to like individual songs, and then I get kind of stuck on them. And so my number 1 song was Vagabond by Wolfmother and then my number 2 was Pure Morning by Placebo and my number 3 was Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves. Number 4 was Pedestrian at Best by Courtney Barnett. Yeah. And so on and so forth. Lots of indie music. And then my top uh, artist as all as for like the past 10 years has been Me Without You. Oh really? Yeah, like oh, I yeah. listen
0: so I've been listening to them
1: yeah I've been listening to them they're like a good like exvangelical band they had like some <laughs> Christian illusions but then they get like progressively like angrier and like at Christianity are like more open to more universalism ideas as like their repertoire goes on and they're just like real emo and mystical <laughs> my kind of shit
0: I mean that sounds cool in theory even though I've tried listening to them and couldn't get into it
1: <laughs> that's okay I, I get it nobody in my house likes them at all
0: yeah, I, I um, I appreciate them in theory, though.
1: <laughs> they're done, though. Like they're they're done as a band after this year. They're um breaking up and doing like one last farewell concert, and then Aaron Weiss, who lives in Philadelphia, by the way, I think moved to the middle of nowhere and like has like a tiny house and is like gonna be a professor of poetry instead. Jealous. Yeah, like if you're in a like mildly successful band, then but not super famous like what's what's the next step
0: i i wonder that all the time and like actors and stuff that you just like see for a while and then you don't so i imagine some of them make like enough money they can just live forever like uh uh what's his name uh from neutral milk hotel
1: Uh, wonder what he wonder what he's uh up to these days
0: well he toured for like three or four years Solo and then with tail. But what I read at one point is He just makes enough money off of uh, Royalties from Aeroplane over to sea That he just can live comfortably Man Was that always consistent Or I feel like that that album Got really popular Like years after it came
1: out I have a friend with a tattoo of that album On their arm (laughs) The The album album, cover
0: The face or like the
1: The face of oh,
0: the face yeah does yeah. he still oh. feel strongly about them
1: yeah he loves them
0: okay
1: he even had a blog called where's jeff magnum on tumblr for a while Was it or Mangum, yeah and like it was like where is he what's he doing and everybody would and like he had this this is a very rob concept but he took down the tumblr i can't find it anymore <laughs> and it was like how like tell me and and he would and he would get people people to write essays about neutral milk hotel how it affected them in their life and it it didn't even have to be a huge thing and i wrote um an essay for it and the song that i chose was song against sex which yeah. is um From the
0: first one right
1: yeah which is yeah. yeah and it was something i had heard about because it was like when i was contemplating if i would go all the way with my boyfriend cuz you know i was big into like purity culture i had a true love ring and shit mm. And so like um, I went (laughs) home and I just typed in like song six like on LimeWire and I downloaded this song against sex, (laughs)
0: like ironically,
1: ironically song.
0: In high school, I had a lot of sex to both of those albums.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then and then I ended up uh, famously losing my virginity famous. uh, Not that it was famous. that I lost my virginity, but I've written about that. I had my true love weights ring And I made my boyfriend walk me around uh, this park. It's called Lake Ella in Tallahassee. And it's just like this big kind of like pond in the middle of the city. And I was just walking around and I was like, I can't believe I just had sex. And like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm not going to be a virgin for my future husband. Like, I don't know what the. And I took my true love. I took my true love wife's ring and I threw it into the lake.
0: (laughs) Wow. such a. And then I
1: went back to his house and had sex again
0: there you go you're already <laughs> in it <laughs> like, where else are you gonna go when were yeah. you diagnosed with bpd
1: i know like <laughs> much later like um like in my late 20s but Uh-oh. people i when, when i was in high school i was only down uh, i was only diagnosed with depression and add like nobody yeah. i guess people were just like oh like dramatic teenage girl like blah 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 like yeah. nobody was overly concerned with like it was like almost trendy in the 2000s to like fucking like cut yourself and shit remember
0: Basically. yeah uh, there was or maybe yeah, you don't remember was, like... maybe
1: you all maybe you all were normal but like people uh-huh. there was... i went to
0: a psych ward when i was 16 yeah um but yeah like there was a there was a lot of the, i think like um what was that one band that sang about cutting their wrists
1: it was wow. oh fuck um
0: Hawthorne heights Put yeah. <laughs> my
1: wrist and blight my eyes
0: yeah the worst like what a shitty spokes like what a shitty spokesman for yeah for that activity. The, like,
1: there was yeah there's lots of like suicidal emo songs Yeah, and, i uh, remember
0: they uh my friends were really into watching degrassi and they had an episode about that
1: oh um, yeah ellie i watched that too my friends were like this is you they,
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah. And then like, you know, there was all the corrections of like, you know, you're not supposed to go that way. You have to, it's, it's down the highway. Down like the
1: high- <laughs> um, yeah. God. So, I so like, I just feel like my, and I also like moved around a lot, like from middle school to high school, I moved, if not from city to city, to state to state, I moved like in Tallahassee, I moved like three different times and I didn't go to the same school until junior and senior year Uh, otherwise i was going to a different school every
0: year that'll fuck you up yeah so that's pretty nuts
1: yeah now now my first reaction was like when my girlfriend broke up with me in march and like i lost all my poly friends i was like oh my god like i should just move like that was my reaction i was like we should move
0: I do. I, I think that all the time, too. Like, the most mild inconvenience of my life. Like, I could just go somewhere else, Start up. Of. Yeah, that's that's how we met Rob. That's why I was there. So. Yeah, me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was sort of forced into it, too, but I was like, well, I'm 25 and I can't find a real job, so I guess I might as well just fucking do this. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was like, no one asked. No one's asking me to go nowhere. This is the first time anybody's asked me to Oh, oh yeah, and- if I was in that situation, I would have like if like a boss like especially at that age, a boss said, like, hey, if you move, we'll pay you more money and everything. If you're like, Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't excited about it, but it was like I said, fuck it, because yeah, why not? So-
1: yeah, if I didn't have kids, I probably would have moved. But like my kids like their school and shit like that. So then you get all suburban fine and and then like yeah. I could work from anywhere and Daniel could work from anywhere, but Ty uh Ty has to stay local to Richmond.
0: Mm. I think my cats have held me back from moving a lot just because moving is such a hassle, but then I also like I don't want to take the cats somewhere smaller. And it's impossible to find places that will still let pets that are rented rentable. And so just, yeah, uh, it's a it's it's hard of a I think just any kind of anything keeping you from from moving, moving, yeah, movies are fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, it's
1: so annoying. I I even hate like moving houses, and i mean I have to move houses again. I mean, we're gonna try to buy a house here in Richmond, which is will further submit me to Richmond. But if the prices don't go down, I don't know.
0: Yeah, from a, the housing market collapses, that pops.
1: I'm waiting a year to see. We do have three, well, two and a half incomes. If you Daniel only works part time,
0: oh, cool. so I'm talking about what are your kids for some reason though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we get some we we get a we we get some wages from Junior Salt Mine job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God no, <laughs> I try to tell them like that they need to contribute like to have a more like because i was raised like you have to do this because i say so and i try to raise my kids to be like more i guess communitarian like like we we need this to help for the family like you have to like but i don't know if it takes i hope it does
0: i think that's a helpful way of thinking that's a good way yeah like it helps i i hated that when i was a kid and i still hate it now like
1: you just do
0: it like (laughs) yeah like, like, not, yeah, you know, like in jobs and stuff i fucking hate it. it's like why, why are we doing it this way because that's 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 the way we do it like well that's stupid I don't know. yeah that's yeah my job now because it's like they don't know how technology stuff works so i'm just like they're just like well how are we gonna do this so like all right i'll figure something out <laughs> yeah like i don't really i have to answer to people but like i also kind of don't like i just yeah. You don't even know what i'm doing half the time that is better yeah i like it when like they're a little bit ignorant of what you do yeah that's like that's that's the sweet spot where like they like they don't they're not entirely sure how to like do your job for you yeah and if you, you just know, keep, it's keep doing, doing kind it, of like them. like yeah. <laughs> my seen- last job like i just uh i made like i'm like i made my shit so like complicated looking that uh <laughs> i go away with just like staring at the screen for most days yeah <laughs> i feel like um and i feel like you were probably like this too like the character in a uh, mission hill brian postain's character when yeah yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> like yeah you just say computers and they get all freaked out like yeah <laughs> <laughs> high-res batch compositing blows my mind <laughs> he actually doesn't know something about computers i i have to like i can i can fake it with like old people because like i just i know how to google problems and they well, that's all it is that's all like comp- that's all tech support honestly as i've had yeah. tech support jobs that's literally what they train you to do is how to google things right, <laughs> right. um and that's most of what i do now and like if you do google i google things and then like i think about it for a second like yeah, you know? yeah.
1: <laughs> that's funny Um writing for a living is so like self-directed and i mean like it's good like I don't have a lot of accountability and uh, I just have like people just like edit for copy. They don't in my, I since I write bullshit like for quizzes and such and things, people just like it's not hardcore editing. Nobody's going to be like I don't like the direction of this piece or anything. It's good. Okay. It's but I, the the site I use for my job most is Wikipedia. To the extent that like Wikipedia asked me for money and I donated money. I was like, "You know what? Here you go, Jimmy <laughs> Door." like thanks for teaching me everything that i need to know like if i didn't have wikipedia i wouldn't be able to do like my random bullshit jobs like uh you know is this like building in paris like or like just learning about stuff Ugh. right yeah
0: that's the shit uh, that's do you like, remember before wikipedia existed and like you had to go to the library and shit yeah, yeah no you had actual encyclopedias yeah <laughs> yeah we gotta go through co- like the dewey decimal system and like the little card
1: and whatever yeah. the book said is what you believe like there was oh, no, yeah. like yeah,
0: yeah. cross reference what the fuck are you talking this is the only book on dolphins yeah here. <laughs>
1: like
0: this is what it says goes like <laughs> the britannica island they they figured it all out for me like yeah yeah what like, a Book for they traveled around the world for this like this is this <laughs> like, premier. The it's pretty, funny yeah or, it actually didn't occur to me like i did actually believe like yeah there's just like a set of facts and they're in the encyclopedia or they're in this other book and they're all just repeating the same facts <laughs> yeah yeah like it took like it wasn't until i really started like getting into marxism that i was like oh fuck i gotta like i have to i have i have to compare like horses and shit now that's modernism, you tell me there's a multiplicity of perspectives here that I gotta that I have to keep in mind of. Yeah.
1: Or like, or like assuming like okay, Wikipedia, like you've told me this, like now cite your source. Oh so man, like,
0: yeah, like, yeah. We actually, yeah. it has a lot of like a lot of blind spots too. There's a lot of like just kind of poor information on Wikipedia too. Oh yeah. Perspective. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've actually clicked through to articles and like found that the stuff on Wikipedia is like miscontextualized. <laughs> there's a there and there's a definite like, and I think it's a documented like very strong anti-communist bent to a lot of Wikipedia. Oh yeah, I mean, um, conservatives for that was one of their uh, things. I don't know if that's when you were still a conservative, uh, Jennifer.
1: Probably. I mean. I probably wouldn't be conservative without Wikipedia cuz like you're just like you'll be like this trickle down economics work and, and it's like oh this doesn't seem great there are poor people like like I don't know Yeah but it's also bad the other way cuz they're like this many people died under communism and it's like oh are you mean mm-hmm. like unrelated famines that happened at the same time like there's yeah, no context
0: that's, that's the thing is like I mean Wikipedia can only do so much it's not it's own journalism so Yeah I mean uh, it's- a lot of the sources that it uses is the same, the same sources that have like been propagated, like you know the, the same type of like imperialist propaganda that's been going on for the past seventy years. Yeah, I mean, Wikipedia is good for like just getting like the base mainstream understanding of something.
1: Yeah, for yeah. me, it's just like yeah. facts based, like yeah. animal, like stuff about animals or like geography, just like little trivia things. Very like that's what I use it most for my job.
0: Yeah, but it's also like a good... oh, yeah, totally yeah because it's like mostly plainly written and then you can click through the sources and then you can actually learn shit. right yeah like that's so fun i like i like like i always look up uh like like musicians or artists on it oh absolutely pretty good resource for that
1: yeah i'm i jump to a lot of personal life of like random people if they're on wikipedia which is weird but
0: it i they never even thought about that, but that is weird that we just like it used to be like there'd be bi, bi-, bi- books about some people, and there were like interviews that if you had at yeah. the right magazine at the right time, but yeah, it is weird that you can just like look up information about anybody who was like on TV ever. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> like they
1: it's like they live in Sacramento with their partner and child, and uh, like
0: they've not, they've not appeared on TV since they were three months old. Yeah. I'm taking it for granted. I was just watching King of the Hill, and um, it was the episode where they had like the softball game, um, and uh, they had like an old like uh, pro ball player from like the Rangers, like uh, Kurt Bavakwa, and uh, one of the speaking parts in the in the episode was his wife Rita Bavakwa, and I was like, let me look up fucking Kurt Bavakwa so I can go through his family history to see if <laughs> his wife actually starred in that episode. <laughs> And like, uh, of course, it didn't go that deep into like this fucking random baseball player's thing. But like, I always assume that I can look up real like, like I like I think I think some people actually have like their height and shit on their Wikipedia page. They're on IMDb at least.
1: I want to get famous enough that I get on like the the shoe size foot website. Oh, like they have a website that oh says, the the fetish one
0: yeah they're just
1: like this person here's a picture of this person's feet their foot their shoe size is about da 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 but I would also hate having my weight online like and I bet even if you don't yeah. ever tell anybody they just like guess somebody guesses and puts a number right
0: on. and like, they just wait for you to correct it <laughs> what do they what do they what do they call the foot is it Wikipedia or I you know
1: it? I forgot it. <laughs>
0: I guess it wouldn't really translate so well. (laughs) No, it's just wiki feet. Wiki feet. Wiki feet,
1: that's
0: it. Bonnie McNuckle likes to, on Twitter, likes to put stuff about
1: it. I can't believe I'm looking at this.
0: I've never seen the actual website. No,
1: I just clicked on the website for the first time and the first link, it says, Trolls beware. The guild is being extra awesome right now. (laughs)
0: what does that mean was i don't
1: know what it means
0: they're just self-deprecating i think oh i think and a lot
1: of the people are not people i've heard of they're not super super famous so maybe i can get on here
0: maybe you already are
1: you i think it's oh my god i hope not
0: i mean i I guess if you can like google your name with the reasonable amount of results like what's stopping you from just putting yourself on there i think it's really just to get to be on tv or like on a just Subble put yourself shit. on there and like make your like specs like fucking crazy like you get yeah, get a pet like, and... thirty two is uh, there yeah, kind of rate rate my feet, like there was that's rate cool. my poop yeah that's oh, really good I don't I don't back that trend I don't...
1: there was um I went to a I didn't do it but I did go to the rate my cock website um yeah yeah people you rate your cock yeah like people will pay you to rate their cock. But you had to sign up for it so i didn't want to do that i was like i'm not gonna
0: to sign up for it what you? i was like i'm not gonna associate
1: my email with this website
0: yeah do they really not trust anybody they've slept with to just tell them i would imagine not
1: some i assume there's, like, I there's like, 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 if you're, like
0: if you're already that self-conscious about it enough to like ask strangers
1: i've i've been asked in my dms by random people to have their cock rated um and there's three three kinds of people one there's like dudes with small dicks who have like real like uh like they almost fetishize it they want you to tell tell like, okay. like they're really into humiliation, like hu- humiliation. Or- yeah they want to be they like the humiliation and they like being mocked and then there's two it's like guys who are really insecure and like very self-conscious and like maybe they have just like a normal casual or like dick and they just want to hear somebody say it's good and then number three is like people who know they have a huge fucking dick and they want somebody else to know too so
0: like all all dick sizes
1: (laughs) yeah like pretty much all i've i've gotten all dick pics
0: okay yeah how do you top five yeah how do you rate what's the rating scale that they ask is it like fucking five bananas
1: like, i've only done i have only done one through ten and the highest i rated somebody was um nine i never want to go full ten like it's not like you're a person that i'm gonna meet right
0: yeah and this like i don't great. like
1: it but i also don't like to be mean like i'm not one of those like if you want for humiliation I'm, I'm the wrong person so
0: <laughs> what are you What's the criteria for 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 cock rating is it like
1: it's been a long time since somebody like dick pics are fall like especially unsolicited falling out of fashion which is a good thing like you shouldn't uh, send yeah, pi- right. shouldn't send a picture of your dick to a random person you don't know Society and, went fucking
0: a, a little nuts with that <laughs> with, with yeah your, so with people
1: this. are not doing it as much anymore which is still a good thing but yeah like uh just like and sometimes like a lot of times like people have been like "Will you rate my dick and i'll be like okay Right. Like that yeah. that was back in the day though. It's been a while since anybody's sent me an unsolicited dick pic.
0: That's good. So how would you like do you rate it based on like feel like the composition of the picture has a lot to do? With it.
1: It's like what? Like your own preference too. And it's like it's like 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 one person, this was like two, three, maybe even three years ago, someone was sending me like not even just picture like a video and they were like begging me. They're like, please tell me what you think of my cock. And I had already told him one time, like good cock, whatever. (laughs) And then like,
0: Hey, okay.
1: Like, and then he's like, kept going more and more. Like, and I'm like, I don't know what else you want me to say here. Like, I don't know you that well or intimately. I'm not like going to meet you in person ever and have this conversation. So like, like, I guess you just get really addicted to the validation of it.
0: Yeah, I yeah, it's just something that they like close their eyes and think about on like lonely nights or something. It's like, wait, did he tell you what he wanted?
1: (laughs) He was like, yeah, like, do you like the hair? He was like, like, do you like the, you know, what do you think of my pubic hair? Like, maybe he'd shaved or something. Like, what do you think of like the way it sits? Like, he is almost like, he likes his own cock and he thinks highly of it and he wants me to think highly of it too and he wants me to have like it's like this special like it's clearly like he wanted me to say something about it that I wasn't saying.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And I'm like I'm like I'm sorry like I'm just a person online and then eventually I just have to block the guys. Right. And and, if, and in fact it's my fault for indulging it, right? It's my fault for being I just like
0: I don't know like I would probably would i do the same thing would i indulge that i'd probably be a little bit mean i'd probably be meaner than you about it honestly yeah it's i just wouldn't care i mean
1: i'm i i uh i just like i like uh if i feel like the internet it's not as big of a deal like i know that some people feel really like harassed by it and i see why like it might be really triggering but um you know, if you ask and I say, then I might say yes just because, like, okay, like, I'll look at whatever. Doesn't bother me any.
0: Sex is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. needs it.
1: I'll keep my thoughts to myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. No, I mean, yeah. No, That's that's good to know. I don't know what part of it It is good to know, but thank you for, I appreciate you sharing.
1: Yeah, no, I know that makes me sound really weird, but like, I was like doing nudes, but like, that's probably how I got started with my like entire, like on aim, like the first time somebody was like, can I see your boobs? Was just like, what? Like I can do this and it's not having real sex. So it's fine. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And really? and I and I would have to get like you know a digital camera and then like upload it. It was such a fuck, like, so complicated. Then and it took
0: like twenty minutes. Like you have to get. It off and then it's super crap.
1: grainy and awful. Like yeah. you know, not good.
0: Best. That was oh, better though. Everything's too clear now. I don't want to see. I, any... I haven't. I haven't sent a nude in a while. I don't. Uh... Yeah, I don't know what I have. Picture phones are unflattering. They're... Yeah. Any way, any way to capture the way I look is unflattering, so I don't, I don't do it anymore.
1: I send nudes for money to guys, but I don't, I don't um, advertise it. I don't like, like if only because it seems like a lot of work. So
0: sure, yeah, yeah. I don't I, have time. You'd have to rent, have to rent the bus stops. Like so. I don't
1: have time. I don't even put on makeup every day, so like
0: I feel like I look like sorry. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Like, I just, you know, I don't have time. Like, people who really run OnlyFans and stuff like that, they just are doing shit every single day. Yeah. Well, I don't have time.
0: Who does? Like, I feel they remind me of like YouTube influencers, influencers and stuff. It's like, I don't get the feel. I, I can't help, but feel like most of them are not enjoying it. <laughs> like, it's just oh, not worth the time investment. You have to come just, up with constant content like my ex my ex did a lot of the same thing you know she like would release sets and like photo sets and all that shit and like it's just like man i i i have a lot of trouble figuring out what to like eat and watch on tv on a day-to-day basis like i can't come up with like themes for like hot yeah fuck that it's your entire day fucking day every day yeah i have like i have like three t-shirts like that's what i cycle like i can't fucking it's gonna get old very quick yeah you have to yeah it's not it's not free it's not like a free way to make money like it's no it's labor it's work it takes a lot of fucking work yeah it's like fucking uber or something like you're coming out in the end with less than minimum wage unless you're doing really well yeah yeah and that's not not only that like you have to deal with like all the all the different ways that they can like shut down your content and just like rob yeah like, yeah
1: yeah i so like because my only i do a lot of narrative like i'm like i i was trying to say something like so I do a lot of typing on OnlyFans, which is clearly what the platform is not meant for because you, the only formatting you can do in the text editor is do like two asterisks to bold something. You can't link. You can't do any other formatting at all. You can't, oh, uh, yeah. you can't do bullet points, like nothing. And so like, and then I was just trying to, ch- like I just said when I was a child, da da, da and it was like, no, like you yeah. cannot use the word child on OnlyFans, period. <laughs>
0: right, right. So what good are they of... So they they are only a sex platform then if you can't say the word child on there, like they've, <laughs> yeah, it, they pretty much like pigeonhole themselves like through that, yeah, by, by policing like all the sexual content like that's pretty much. I mean, like content. if you can't do non-sexual stuff on there, then it's not it's a sex website.
1: Yeah, it's the, uh... yeah, especially since they're trying to like revamp themselves as like not just a sex website. It's trying to do. I, that? I sent I was like you need to make this like friendlier to writers or bloggers somehow and they just were like we'll take that into consideration thank you cuz someone yeah, from boy. OnlyFans reached out to me.
0: Hmm. So Oh because you have a platform outside of there?
1: Yeah, and they might I don't know if they will, but they might post uh, a link to my video to my blog on the OnlyFans Instagram because mm. they because they and here's here's why they're doing because they only platform non-sex workers on their content and mine isn't a sex blog yeah
0: yeah except in the like dms only fans <laughs> family like abc family we're the only fans really family family friendly content we should do oh it yeah what's that speak of only fans and just like and I was gonna say we should do the follow-up to this podcast, whatever subversive, stupid shit it is on OnlyFans, so they have to promote our name. <laughs> they're so they're so hard up for non-porn content that they're like, all right, we'll fucking put these guys like on our yeah, side. Here's the guys that make cake with fish oil every time. <laughs> <laughs> is that the next one we're gonna do? We're just gonna eat the same fucking thing like, every two weeks that'd be fun well i could do that i do that already like i just have certain meals i make like i make like i make something until i get it right and then i was like all right this is what i'm gonna eat for the next five years yeah that's pretty much <laughs> oh
1: my god i eat a completely different meal every day like i make a meal plan <laughs> it's the most elaborate part of my life it's easily
0: crazy. my family a- does that. my parents like they don't eat their leftovers and shit and they like eat something new the next day and like energy for this shit oh. was, that's fucking crazy like I eat, like I'll eat the same food for a week I, there was like two years where all I ate was I would put rice in the in the in the rice cooker and on the top rack I would put frozen broccoli and like veggie sausage and that's just like what I ate almost every day for like two to three years
1: oh my god
0: I, I, would <laughs> so I do the smoothie rice, every day rice then pasta, then fucking rice. That's pretty much it. Rice yeah. or pasta.
1: Well, today, uh, today I had I made my own uh beet. I made a vegan meal today because we missed Meatless Monday, so I made vegan beet balls out good. of a uh, beet relish that I had, and it was surprisingly good. Everybody liked it. Oh, does
0: it is have any protein?
1: It had a uh, walnuts in the <laughs> beet balls. Oh, and um. Black beans,
0: okay, cool, one of the best veggie burgers I had was actually in Muncie Indiana, and it was a the patty was made of out of beets and some other stuff.
1: Beets <laughs> taste great as a meat replacement like I wasn't a yeah. believer until tonight
0: it I mean it didn't even taste like it tasted like beets it didn't taste like meat um and it was just awesome like it, I, that's what i so often when i get like a veggie burger patty like it's gonna be fucking black beans it's gonna be quinoa but like no matter what it is it's gonna taste basically the same like you'll see like oh here's quinoa sweet potatoes and blah 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 and you eat it it's like oh this tastes exactly like every fucking garden burger i've already had
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's i think that's the first nice thing i've ever heard you say about muncie indiana <laughs> <laughs> they have a good garden. They have a good vegetarian burger. Somewhere. Oh,
1: I don't know if you. I I don't know if you saw this meme. Maybe Rob did, but they were like, "Look this, look at this shit. It's Indiana's hell." And I thought of Robin. It was a uh, someone was at a Colts game and they were like, "Hold up your Kroger shopping card for Kroger hour." And there was a guy just standing oh. there with his Kroger card right there for the yeah. for the football clip. <sighs>
0: I don't remember any Krogers in Indiana actually. I remember to Mississippi when I lived there. I went to Kroger's in Indiana. Did you? Um, I when I Chicago. like that was when I was like when I had I mean I did most of my I did most of my grocery shopping at CVS. Um, really? That's so fucking expensive. What's that? That's so I just bought I I bought the same like canned food like that's, all the time. That's still expensive there. Like it's it, so, was, what, it was the closest to my house. So like I only spent like maybe $5 a week on mm. groceries. Um, but I was not, I was like malnourished. So
1: God, like, you yeah. guys, I would say groceries are easily my bougiest expense, but like another way we couldn't, the people in this house eat so much food. I'm like, there's five people.
0: Yeah. Two boys and gross birds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, like, I'll it,
0: like, yeah, it's, uh, it's a luxury that I'm a lot more willing to spend when I actually have somebody to cook for. Yeah, um, but Definitely. when I was just like like waist deep in my alcoholism and spending more money on on liquor than than uh, food, the food kind of was a back was kind of an afterthought. Yeah, I can't even remember a single meal I made in Indiana. Like I never th- things I ate out, but I never I don't remember. It any single meal I made there.
1: <laughs> I would love to invite you guys over to dinner and just wow you with some basic shit that uh, I make.
0: I mean, I've, I've dated some really good cooks. My mom's a really good cook. Too. I mean, I like, I like cooking. I had a food blog for a while. I just... Oh, didn't. okay.
1: I didn't yeah. mean to judge.
0: No, no, that's okay. I, I mean, I'll still... I'll, we talked well, about this before. I still like eating basic shit. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll have my mind blown. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. Sounds good to me yeah i mean i'm always down to, eat. yeah but like yeah but like i'm not like i don't still only eat like corned beef hash and rum and anymore yeah my girlfriend uh my last girlfriend was a really good cook my current one is also a really good cook and she makes Do you guys
1: a- live together
0: no she lives in new brunswick
1: oh okay it's
0: like an hour or some away it's bullshit
1: that sucks.
0: Yeah, she should move here. What state is that? New Jersey. Yeah. 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 We've been talking for a while.
1: Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. we can go.
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of all this fucking food talk, all right? Yeah, I'll get this up tomorrow. Rest in peace. I have a all right, all. Bye. Bye.
1: Yeah, rest in
0: peace.